Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited to have today's guest with us. Ruby Hernandez is a big believer in mindfulness and self-inquiry and the practices of love and kindness, and she weaves those into her work with clients. She's also a therapist and a coach for highly sensitive people, empaths, and introverts, and I know she is going to have so much valuable insight and information for all of my listeners, so welcome. I'm so excited you are here. Thank you, Tara. I'm super excited to be here with you. I am so excited because I feel like I am all of the above. So I feel like I am a highly sensitive person. I feel like I'm an empath and I'm on the high spectrum of being an introvert. I do believe that there's a scale of introverts. So not everyone listening is going to be all three, but I definitely feel like I am all three. So I'm so excited to chat with you personally as well. That's awesome. I also identify as all three and oof, sometimes you really feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So I'd love for you to start with telling us a little bit more about you, your background and how you got started coaching and helping others. Yeah. So I always knew there's no way I was going to be able to sit in front of a desk and a computer and a cubicle under fluorescent light and do that for a living. That just sounded like soul death. As an introvert, the idea of working in a group of other people making noises around me and interrupting me as I can't do it. No, I, I need to do something where I'm my own boss for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got clear about well, what do I want to do in the world, it made sense to be in the healing arts. And that's something that's always drawn my my passion and attention. Holistic living is very important to me. And I feel like I'm a natural at helping people people naturally gravitated to me growing up. So I realized, okay, let's do this. Let's pursue being a therapist. And the coaching industry was growing at that time. And I realized that I think that's a good skill to have as well, coaching and therapy skills. And I just wanted to be able to help people on a whole person level. So as I was going through undergrad, grad school, I was being trained as a nutritionist, being trained as a Western herbalist, being trained as a yoga instructor, a meditation instructor, because I wanted to be able to help people in a holistic format. I I didn't just want to talk to people's minds, if that makes sense. And then getting into this career, I realized, oh, this is actually perfect as an introvert and an HSP and an empath, but a little bit dangerous for all those at the same time, but perfect because I set my own hours. I decide how many clients I see. I decide who I want to see, who I want to work with. I'm able to tailor it to my needs, which is so important. I don't have to put my needs aside for working for a corporation or something, right? I'm not a robot. <laughs> it's so freeing when you have that level of freedom as a introvert or an empath, like having the power and control to follow your energy and your feelings too, like when you want to work or when you don't want to work. Exactly. And that's what's 
a big thing as an HSP and an empath, especially, and of course, as an introvert, needing to be aware of where's my energy at? What am I capable of doing? Am I feeding myself first so I have something to give to others? And that's a big thing I teach my clients. (laughs) The one main thing that I love helping introverts with is marketing because so many of them try to do marketing and launch this business and hustle to find clients. And they do all these marketing methods that are so overwhelming and just deplete their energy so bad. And I try to help them (laughs) with knowing that you don't have to do those things. There are other methods that are more suited towards introverts that will work just as well. That is wonderful. That is so needed because I have been that introvert trying to be extroverted out there and hating it at the same time and having this tug of war of I need to be seen. I need to be out there to, I don't want to be seen. I want to hide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or even getting in into the mindset of where you're trying to be somebody that you're not like you're trying to come across as outgoing and bubbly. And that's just not who you are. Yes. Or at least like I can be that, but there's a very limited amount of time per day that I can be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to honor that I've got bubbles, but they fade. <laughs> <laughs> And so knowing what do I want to reserve my my energy for is so important. Like, who do I want to give it to? I want to give it to my clients, not to marketing strategies that may or may not work for me. I feel like that's so important. So I would love to hear more about the kinds of people that you tend to work with. Well, as I already said, people who I identify as highly sensitive, empathic, introverts. I started out working with victims of domestic violence. And so if, uh, God forbid, if you've ever experienced anything to that degree, there's like a stripping away of your sense of self. And so they get to a point where they've been abused so much, they don't know who they are, what they want, what they like, what they need. And in a way, that's very similar to the experience of an HSP empath introvert, especially in our society, so geared for extroverts and, you know, judging us and looking down on us for, for not being like them. It's evolved from victims of violence to really anybody that's feeling like I can't be in this world because it's too scary, it's too overwhelming, it's too overstimulating, I get sucked into other people's energy too much, I don't know where my boundaries are, I have anxiety, and just need some guidance to find themselves again and learn how to manage their sensitivity so that they can actually thrive in the world and not feel like all I can do is just hide under a rock because that's all Mm -hmm. I have the energy for. I was just going to ask you if you find that a lot of people coming to you do suffer from anxiety as well. And you answered that already. Yes, I think everybody and I have anxiety myself. It's real. (laughs) It's out there. Yeah, everybody that I've worked with has experienced anxiety to varying degrees, but a lot of high, high anxiety for sure. What would you say is your best tip for somebody who is really struggling with self-acceptance and maybe they're always in, especially in the entrepreneur field, comparing themselves to extroverts and feeling like they can't make it as they are. I would say, number one, stop comparing yourself. (laughs) That's like self-cruelty, unnecessary cruelty to yourself. Stop the comparison and really owning, okay, this, this is who I am. I'm an introvert. I only have so many points of energy to give each day. How do I want to do that? What do I want it to look like? 
And then I've really had to cultivate the stubbornness to do it my way to, you know, all the people in my family growing up, oh, you should really go into computers or do something else where, you know, the money really is. And like, but that's not what my soul wants to do. And then the whole, maybe I buy a marketing course or something's like, oh, you have to, you know, run five Facebook groups and do this and do that and mm-hmm. all these live calls and everything. And I'm like, that's not what my soul wants to do. <laughs> my soul is like, oh, hell no. If I have to do that, we're not going to be in business. Mm-hmm. But as you are showing everybody, we don't have to betray ourselves to be successful in business. So really just that, owning what you are, you're not going to be different. Maybe you can learn some extrovert skills, but at your core, you're an introvert. And that's a beautiful thing. And there's so many gifts from it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a little fun thing. I love to make up songs. Dooby 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 doo, you be you be you be you. So yes, own who you are and be stubborn about honoring who you are. Yeah. And I I feel like, especially for if you are truly yourself and you're comfortable with being yourself, I feel like doing that instead of trying to be somebody else, people are going to resonate more because they can tell whether you're putting on a fake front or if you're really, truly comfortable and just being you, especially on social media with videos and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that brings up another great point is you're not going to be perfect the first video you do if you decide to do videos as an introvert entrepreneur. <laughs> it's going to be awkward and that's okay. I think we have to get over this idea that we have to do it perfect the first time and it's okay to be in your awkward phase. You'll grow, yeah. you'll learn from it. My biggest thing is when I had the switch in that case of feeling like I had to show up perfectly, it was the main switch that I made was that if I did mess up, I was just going to own it. Like I'm awkward. This is just who I am. It's just a quirk. And people who connect with that and want to work with me, those are my people. So I'm just not going to worry about all the other stuff. (laughs) I love that. I love putting my awkwardness out there with my clients all the time. Like I'm just stumbling over my words here. I'm awkward right now. And it's okay. I think people really appreciate that. They see how genuine it is. Like, oh yeah, this is another human in front of me, not a robot. (laughs) This is a person who stumbles over their words just like me. And and it does build a connection by just being yourself. I would love to talk about yoga a little bit because I think that is something that a lot of introverts and people who maybe feel depleted energy-wise, I feel like yoga is a great outlet for those people, especially. Yoga is wonderful. And I'll qualify that with depending on what style you're practicing. If you're a depleted introvert and you're trying to practice hot Bikram yoga, you're probably not going to feel better afterwards. <laughs> but the, the practices of coming home to your breath, breathing deeply, being present to what it feels like to be in your body in this moment and what does your body need in this moment? And then stretching into the places of your body that maybe you haven't stretched into lately. Like to, to me, that's, oh, that's the juicy part of yoga and getting to know yourself better and getting to accept that, oh, one side of my body might be stronger than the other and that's okay. Or, oh, I can't do that pose I really want to do, but that's okay. This is where I'm at today. 
it, it definitely builds a lot of self-acceptance, I think. I feel like that's a great form of self-care too, because I know you're big on self-care and I definitely am for introverts as well, especially entrepreneurs who are introverts because we get caught up in the hustle mindset and really taking time for self-care is so important for everyone, but especially entrepreneurs and especially introverts, because we tend to be people pleasers and say yes to things when maybe we don't really want to, and then we get burned out. So really making self-care a priority is so important. I'd love to hear what are your best ways to make time for self-care or self-care methods? Absolutely. And I just want to say, I 100% agree being entrepreneurs, double down self-care being introverted entrepreneurs, triple down (laughs) self-care. It's key to our survival. And I think taking that as like a holy commandment for your life is number one. Self-care is medically necessary for me. And that's just, it is what it is. I'm not going to argue with it anymore. And then you design what would feel good to you. I have several things that I like. I don't do them all every day. Some days I feel like doing yoga. Some days I feel like doing a dance jam. Some days I need to just go sit on the earth, hug a tree. So it's finding out what feels nurturing to you. It's going to be different for everybody. Some (laughs) things are going to be widespread. Like yoga is probably going to feel really great for pretty much everybody. (laughs) Um, Done mindfully, right? And with care and compassion towards your body. And letting yourself explore what else might work for you. There's no one way to do self-care. It's definitely mm-hmm. going to be able to be tailored to, to everybody. Some people might want to journal. Some people might want to take a nap, right? It really is just finding what works for you and then allowing yourself permission to be dedicated to it. There's some days where I don't get all the self-care in I want or I realize at the end of the day, oof, I I shouldn't have skipped that one thing. Now I know tomorrow I'll do it differently. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's information. As long as you're mindful about it, like don't let it go on for too long because I've been there for sure. I mean, we all have at some point, but I feel like for me, walking my dogs around lunch hour is like Mm. the perfect break and time for me, like just being outdoors in nice weather and just taking in nature and watching the squirrels or (laughs) just that midday break where it really boosts me up for the rest of the day. And it's really like some people think walking your dogs, it's not self-care, but it is for me because I'm not just walking my dogs. I'm actually being more mindful in that moment. And Mm -hmm. and really, I'm not just walking my dogs aimlessly. You're not treating it as a chore. You're treating it as an opportunity to do something really nice for yourself. I would love to hear how you work with clients because I know you have different containers that you work with clients Mm one-to-one or groups. I'd love for you to share um, how you work with people if they want to get in touch with you. Thank you. So I do have a one-on-one therapy and coaching practice. I am licensed for practicing therapy in the state of California only. And I also have a group, actually, I'm starting it up again, the next round for sensitives for exactly what we've been talking about, helping them learn to manage their sensitivity and find their unique way of thriving in the world. I also have what I call a little care package that I 
send out every month that has a variety of self-care tools like a yoga class and EFT, tap along video, meditation, sometimes breath work, journaling prompts, nature encounters, anything I can think of for the theme of the month, that particular theme to support people and taking better care of themselves. And so for example, this month is honoring your body and the earth body. Next month will be remembering who you are. And so that's the sneak peek, see what it's like to work with me and try all these cool self-care tools. (laughs) Sounds awesome. I love how you mentioned deep breathing because that's something that I really got into at the height of my anxiety and it's really been a game changer. And I know some people don't like people in my social circle, they don't really understand how that works per se. You're just breathing differently, but it makes such an impact. It does. This past year, I started learning the Wim Hof method myself and I love it. I love it so much, but it's intense. It's not for when you're stressed. (laughs) It's not for when you're anxious, but it is for clearing. (laughs) People want to know more, they can check it out. But the deep, slow, intentional breathing where you're connecting back home to yourself, that is so, so nurturing when we're feeling anxious, overwhelmed, overstimulated. It's definitely when I was at the height of it, like really helped me avoid several panic attacks. Cause that is something that I did struggle with. And then yeah. I was like, there has to be a way for me to figure this out because it felt like they would just come out of nowhere. Mm. So I was like, there's no like warning signs for them. It, it seems very odd to me, but it wasn't that there was no warning signs. It was that I, I wasn't really paying attention. And that, that's an important distinction because that is one of the scary things about panic attacks is they seemingly come out of nowhere. But when you start to pay attention and bring for more mindfulness into your day-to-day life, you can start to realize, oh, wait a minute, that was a little trigger. Or I've been having all these little triggers build up and then I have a panic attack. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I need to do some self-care or yes. <laughs> remove these triggers from my life if that's possible. I feel like that's it's such important work. Self-growth, personal development, whether you are an entrepreneur or not, if you are somebody who really needs more acceptance and mindfulness in your life, it's so rewarding. You'll see the changes across every area of your life, not just how you're feeling, but your family life, how energized you are to get up in the morning. it It really makes a huge change. Absolutely. I agree. Awesome. So I would love for you to share where people can find you online because I know that this discussion is going to connect with so many people and they're definitely going to want to reach out and learn more from you. Awesome. My website is thewisdomwell.net and I am Ruby's Wisdom Well on Instagram, Ruby's Wisdom Well on Facebook, and I have a little Pinterest page I'm growing. (laughs) (laughs) That one is... Actually, my first name, Jessica LMFT, stands for Licensed Marriage Family Therapist. We will have all the links in the show notes as well for you to visit her pages and follow her wherever you want to follow her. So, And I love that you're diving into Pinterest because that's one of the number one marketing methods that I recommend for introverts. Pinterest is so amazing. You're actually the one that turned me on to doing that. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Awesome. So I would love to, before we go, what is your favorite 
marketing method now? Currently, my newsletters, because I can just speak from my heart. I can make it creative with a design. I like to make my own little graphics and pictures. And I also just love sharing resources. So I get to just pack it full of resources for my readers. That's my jam right now. Awesome. I think I think Pinterest is going to be a close second soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so use Pinterest to drive people to the newsletter. So that sounds like a good reason for everyone to sign up for your newsletter right there is to get all of these awesome emails. <laughs> Absolutely. Which if you do, you get a free meditation too. So hey, winning all around. <laughs> Ooh, that's awesome. We will have all of those links below. And thank you so much for joining me. This has been a really awesome discussion because I know when I first launched the podcast, I did have a few people um, on my launch team that were really after an episode that dived into different types of introverts and empaths and HSPs because they're all different, but I do feel like there's yes. some people that are a combination, but yes. um, I love that we were able to have this discussion for my listeners. Me too. So happy to be here. Thank you again. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at thetarareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.